there, everyone. My name is Ari, and welcome to Made of Metal, a motivational podcast where we tell stories about regular people overcoming insurmountable odds. So welcome back, you guys. Welcome back into the interview series. We are chugging along, and each story that we've heard has been unique and meaningful and impactful and raw in its own accord. Please feel free to leave me feedback. Let me know how you guys are liking the the format. If you guys want me to change anything up, this is your show. I want this to be focused in a way that you are getting the most value and the most insight for your time. So please click the link in my bio and in the show description to sign up for the newsletter. And um, if you are interested in being on the show, you can also send me an email or just complete the form on my website. would love to have you. So today, okay, so I don't like to give you guys too much in the beginning in terms of what this person's story is about because people have unconscious biases. So we're just going to listen to the stories like we've been doing (laughs) and you can take from it what you need, whatever resonates with you. But today we are speaking with a young lady who... I mean, totally blew me away with her story. Of course, we chatted a little bit before and I was jumping to get her on here. I was just so floored by her resilience and her strength. And I think that you guys will agree. So today we will be speaking with Amanda Thomas. Hey there, Amanda. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for coming on. We are excited to have you. So like I said, we chatted a little bit before. Your story made such an impact on me and I would love to jump right in. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, if we're talking resilience and kind of overcoming some odds, I would say my story really starts in 2018 is when things just rapidly went downhill for me. I think everything just kind of came to a T where I was ending a long-term relationship. I was living in a different state from my family and friends. I had moved there for this guy. I was already feeling a little lost, a little insecure. And Mm -hmm. then I was in a career that I didn't really intentionally step into. I just chose it and it wasn't very well suited for me. It really wasn't something I was passionate about. And so all of these things just kind of came to a head where I was accumulating massive amounts of debt. I was just so unhappy. I was just so just insecure in who I was and what I was doing. And so long story short, what really happened is when the financial you know, aspect came into things and mm-hmm. I just was forced to you know, make this decision when an eviction notice showed up on my door. I... I realized, oh my God, like, how did I get to this point? Like, how is this possible that, you know, all this has happened now? And so I didn't really have any other resources. You know, I tapped out everyone I could at that point for money and my family doesn't really have a lot of wealth to come from anyways. So Mm -hmm. it was, you know, just me taking care of me and I had clearly just done some things wrong. And so this eviction notice shows up and here I am in Dallas, my family's in Illinois. And so I could go home to mom. She would have welcomed me with open arms. I mean, she loves me and she would have done that no problem. But for some reason, just something intuitively told me that if I were to go home without finding these answers and 
answering the questions as far as how I'd gotten to this point, right? Like, where's the missing puzzle piece? Because oh, I think we all get gosh. to this point when we, yes. when we, you're right. Like when we realize there has to be something more, we get to this point yes. where we just know, like mm-hmm. there has to be more to the story than what I've witnessed so far, more to this human experience. Mm-hmm. And so that's exactly what happened. So I decided instead of, you know, going back to Illinois, I would just pack up a few things. I got into my car. I was going to stay in my car and just figure things out. At this point, I was just so desperate to just figure it out, like to just let myself really understand why the heck am I here? What is this life really for? Who am I? Those just deep, you know, burning questions that we all, you know, are faced with at some point in our lives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so that's kind of my story. You know, that's kind of when um, things really changed for me when I realized no one was coming to save me. I have to step out of this victim mode. I have to realize that I'm the creator of my life, the creator of my reality. And so, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It took me a long while to figure out some things and to get on track again and to align with my higher mission, my purpose in life. And, you know, so living in that car for about a year, a little over a year even, really was when I got to the core of who I am and and what what I want to do going forward. So I I just cannot wrap my head around <laughs> sort of the jump that you made from, you know, being in this situation that seems dire, that something that would just put me in a spiral of anxiety. How did you get out of that sort of negative self-talk loop and jump into this loop where you were like, this is enough? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say... I had been somewhat introduced to the idea of like mindset work and, you know, um, affirmations and things like that at that point. And so mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. believed in them and I was, it was kind of one of those things where like you hear about something, you, you know about something, but until it gets to the point where you need to actually use it, you know, it's kind of just on the back burner. And so I kind of had an idea of like what it means to shift your mindset. And I did have like these understandings of, I feel like I am capable. I feel like I am worthy of more, but I I had reached that rock bottom point. And then for me, it was like, what specifically will work for me to get me out of this hole though? And so that was just a lot of just like inner work and reflection and understanding that again, I think the biggest thing, like I said earlier, was no one is going to save me because I think everything that had happened up to the couple years prior to this, it was like, when am I going to catch a break? Like, oh my God, like when is it ever going to be my my turn? When am I ever going to get some favor here? And, you know, when Mm -hmm. we realized that we can't just sit around waiting for these like doled out like blessings, right? When we just realized the blessings are there for us to take, like this world, everything is here for us, you know, for the taking, we have to actually just take that action. And so it's hard for us to come to terms with that because we get so programmed and so used to like, well, this is just what you have. This is what's available to you. Like, this is what you've been given. And we just become content with that. And I think at this point in time, I was like, excuse my language, but fuck that. Right. Like I'm just like, I'm done. Like I can't, (laughs) I can't just sit here waiting anymore. I have to take some kind of action. I got to change my life because I was so desperately just worn out. I was exhausted. I think that's the best word for it. it was like when we get to these points in our lives where we're going, we're going, we're going, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, and we're just getting, mm-hmm. you know, when it's just like one thing after another, it just keeps going wrong in our life. Yes. You know, we, it's exhausting. It's tiring. We just, we're, it's, I was so defeated. And 
so then that came into, well, how do I, how do I change this? How do I start to feel more empowered and how do I take my power back? And so, so that's really what it was. And, and it, and it started off really slow, but it was setting the intention of, I'm going to do whatever it takes to feel better. I'm going to do whatever it takes to Mm -hmm. get out of this situation. And so that's when the universe provides or God, whoever you want to call it, they start to provide the answers and the right people and the right connections, the right YouTube video, the right book, the right, you know, whatever it might be, the right podcast, you know, it's so important that we just understand if you quiet your mind, if you really just let yourself be present in that moment, you can see more clearly all of the different options, all the different opportunities that are out there for you to look at and look into. Wow. So what strategy specifically sort of worked for you? Was it doing the affirmations? Was it, you know, I see you mentioned quieting your mind, which is of course like meditation and taking time for yourself. And especially in, like I said, being in that space, you know, being in a space where having a comfortable, safe space, you would have to kind of cultivate that where you were, no matter what, no matter what your external situations were. How are you able to cultivate that sense of peace to even, you know, incorporate these strategies, which I'm sure took a lot of trial and error. Yeah. I think, you know, living in a car, your whole life is chaos and your whole life is just like you said, the external things to it is there is no comfort level there for the most part. There is a constant anxiety. You're in straight up survival mode. Right. And so yeah, that's what happened for me as I was just in a lot of fear. I was in a lot of survival mode for probably four to six months. And then after that, you know, kind of halfway mark, when things shifted for me is like you said, when I realized it has to come from me, like no matter what's going on out there, it's up to me to create this internal space, this internal dialogue. And I think that's what it was. Trusting in a bigger picture was really important for me. I would constantly be reminding myself, this is so temporary. This is just a this is just a moment in time, a very short mm, moment in time in the large oh scheme man. of my life. I'm going to look back on this yes. and it's going to be like nothing. And, you know, for that, you know, 12, you oh. know, 13 months, it was excruciating. It felt like it was never going to end. There was no end to it in sight, but I just had to have faith. I had to trust that, you know, there is more out there that again, this is temporary. And so, and that's what happens. I mean, here it is, you know, three years later, it feels like a whole other lifetime ago. Like, I can't even tell you, like, I'm still working through some things. Obviously, you know, I still do have to work through some, you know, things that come up from that time. But for the most part, it's like, wow, like the juxtaposition of who I was then to who I am today is just incredible. That transformation is crazy. Really? So you can clearly, of course, you know yourself. So you can clearly see sort of the the big character changes and progress that you've made from that time period to now. So what are what have you been doing to sort of like continue to manage and to cultivate that sort of, you know, that new life that you've created? I mean, mm-hmm. like coming from, I just, I, 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 I am so impressed. I just, I am just so <laughs> awed that you were able to, I really am. I, I truly you. am. I would love to know like what you're doing now and, and everything like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I would say 
a lot of what came into play was the mindset work and then also like kind of the embodiment work where you have to release those stored emotions, those stored, you know, traumas that you've been holding on to for so long. Mm, and your that's body so hard. That's yeah, so hard. Yeah, exactly. But your body remembers everything. And, you know, if you can't like articulate things in your mind, if you can't reframe things in your mind in the right way, then, you know, you're not going to be able to make progress in your life. So for me, a specific technique was hypnosis, hypnotherapy. Um, I studied with Marissa Peer and her method, rapid transformational therapy. And Mm -hmm. it's all about just, again, releasing reframing, revisiting past experiences and events and letting yourself just work through those from your newer perspective of saying, well, that's no longer me. I'm not that person. I'm not that version of me anymore. It's so incredibly powerful to say what happened to me. Yes, it happened. It was painful. It was traumatic. It was an experience that I would never want to do again. But reminding yourself that you hold the power to know I could never go back there even if I wanted to this is me today and I know better. So I do better. I have better because I am better. Oh my gosh. So powerful. (laughs) I mean, yeah, so incredibly powerful. Like and to be able to, to know where you were and to really like see how much progress you've made in this time period, it must feel so satisfying. Like what would you say is like your, your biggest sort of win or triumph? The when would you, were you really like, wow, like I, I've done it. Like I've done it for myself. Well, honestly, you know, the biggest thing is when I finally did move back home to Illinois last year. And so I came full circle where I, I, at that point in time, I was like, I couldn't go back to my hometown. I didn't feel like I was ready and prepared to take that on. And Now, Mm -hmm. you know, after I had done so much healing work and just understood, you know, that I hold the power and that I had kind of worked through any, you know, blockages or um, restrictions that were kind of in my mind and that I was holding on to, I I moved home and it's been the most rewarding and just amazing year of my life to just kind of get back to my roots. I have, you know, been able to reconnect with my mom at an amazing level, reconnect with my family and friends and be here for all of the things that I had missed out on before, you know, the babies, the weddings, the family Mm -hmm. events and, you know, things like that. And, you know, so, so this year has been amazing and I can reframe it in so many different ways where before, you know, even a few months ago, sometimes I get stressed out. I get a little anxious about, well, but what is next in my life and what am I really doing? But, but I'm just letting myself be at the moment. Like I really just remind myself, I have nowhere to be, nowhere to go. I have nothing waiting for me. I'm just here. Like, I just want to experience life and let it unfold naturally in the way that it's meant to. And so for me, that means helping others and inspiring others and sharing my story and helping them, you know, to heal what they need to heal because, I just fully believe that we were born to be creators for our world. I think that we all need to step into that powerful role of creating more, not only for our lives, but for others and for, you know, and in making a bigger impact in our world. I think that's why we're here. Yes. Oh my gosh. Could not agree more. Sharing the story too in, in normalizing going through these things in which a lot of people would be embarrassed or ashamed to even be sharing that they went through something like that, even though it is a very real experience that happens to a lot of us. Mm-hmm. 
and you described it as like your rock bottom moment. Like, you know, everybody's rock bottom moment looks different, but we all have them. And in speaking on that and, you know, acknowledging that goes a long way for somebody else who may be going through the same thing. I mean, it, you know, even the with how your attitude with how you are, where you are in your life now, it is so inspiring. It's so nice to hear you, you know, speak of yourself so highly to use this such positive verbiage and to, you know, just like you're saying, to look back and say like, I, I couldn't even go back there even if I wanted to. I've mm-hmm. become, I've evolved so much. And I'm also big on, you know, um, manifesting on being the captain of, of your life, essentially being the captain of where you're heading of, you know, going like going through these hardships, but keep going. You know, uh, it's yeah. Take it day by day, minute by minute. Really, a sense of empowerment, right? Exactly. I think that's really just like everything. I was actually looking through some old like notes that I had written in my phone recently, and um, I think Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things I had wrote down was I just want to help people understand that they're not alone. Like this is this is just temporary. That was what really got me through. Is like. At that time, I did feel like I had to take it on by myself because I couldn't articulate even what I needed. And sometimes we're at that point in our mm-hmm. healing journey. And I think that's okay. I like that you used the word, you know, shame, because that's a big one for me is I I went to a conference a few months ago and we did a lot of like meditation and breath work. And, and he was speaking a lot to that shame factor. And yes. it really oh. like made me say, it had, it had a really profound effect on me to release the shame of what had happened to me. You know, like releasing the shame of being in that financial place where I couldn't even provide for myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I could, I was in this absolute like, shame where I couldn't tell anyone, like no one in my life at that point knew what was going on. No one knew I was living in my car. No one knew I was, you know, as financially, you know, just off as I was. And so I think it was really for me, like becoming secure with the fact that, you know, again, I made some mistakes, but again, that's not, that's not me anymore. I know better. And even if, I don't know, even if I lost everything again today, like I also know, like I can get through it because I have, I've already been through the worst. I can get through something more. We're so incredibly resilient. We're so incredibly strong. And we don't realize that until we go through, through these types of things. And I think like you said earlier, where, you know, someone listening, you, you might not, it might not pertain to you like financial, you know, stress or financial issues may not be your thing that you have to heal. For me, it is. It was a big block in my life. Financial blockage is a stuff that I've had to work on for years and years and years. And so whatever it is uh, for you, yes. whether it be like a relationship or, you know, anything like emotionally that you're going through, how it's presenting in your life, it's, we're all just trying to do the best that we can. Mm. Gosh, yes, we are. And the best that we can, even though we may be at the moment, we may think we're not doing, you know, well, it's the best we can is doing enough and doing the best you can every day adds up. So taking out that shame and understanding that this is normal it, and you're getting through it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. well, as we uh, wrap up, is there anything that you would like to share with the audience? Anything that you would like to leave with the audience? I think it just comes down to a deep sense of your self-worth and your value that you hold for yourself, knowing that 
self-love comes from not always liking everything in your life, not liking every part of you, but knowing that you're going to do whatever you need to do to feel better, to do better, to create better. And so it's, understanding your worth. And there's a a phrase, a quote, whatever you want to call it, that I love to use all the time. It's, you are as worthy, deserving, and capable of having a life that you love as anyone else on this planet. And when you really accept that, when you really embody that and like embrace that fact that you are worthy, you are deserving. And most of all, you are capable I think we we doubt our true capabilities. We doubt what we are able to do in our life because, I mean, we're conditioned that way. We're programmed that way in a lot of ways. And so just overcoming that and testing that out, like testing your power out is so incredibly important. Saying yes to things that you normally would say no to, saying no to things that you would normally say yes to, like just do whatever you have to do to create some new narratives, create some new stories in your life. Oh, gosh. Power. Powerful (laughs) words from a powerful lady, for sure. Well, Amanda, thank you so much. Your story is so inspiring. It really, really just shined a light in my life. Um, Honestly, I have so much respect for you, and I just love how positive you are. And you shared so much meaningful insights with my audience. Thank you so much, Amanda. Thank you. Thank you so much for letting me share. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. So to my listeners, I hope you guys loved that story as much as I did. Amanda, like I said, she is literally glowing with strength. It is so good to hear these stories and to understand that this is life. Just just like she said, you are worthy, you are capable. Do not forget that. So another thing that you guys cannot forget (laughs) is that I love each and every one of you. Please check out the podcast at madeofmetalpodcast.com. You can check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Made of Metal Podcast. And that's Made of Metal, M-E-T-T-L-E. And of course, your weekly reminder to please bloom where you are planted. 